What is up, everyone? This is Devin with uh, Amateur Life Life Podcast here. We're going to do separate our golf talk because we're switching over our sports talk onto Thursdays. And so golf talk, you know, since they only start Thursday mornings, we're going to try to do our golf talk on on Wednesdays so that way we get our picks in. So that way if anyone follows along, which we highly do not recommend because we have done shitty lately, um, you can follow along with our picks and see how we do you know, compared to how you do. Uh, with me on the line is um, Cavi, who's normally in. Say hello. Hello, hello. All right. Hey, so we're pulled up last week's was a team event, the Zurich Classic. i got to be honest, after watching some of those rounds, I kind of don't care for team events. I don't know how you feel about them. I love team events, but that one's not. I mean, it's cool for something different, but it's not that entertaining. Yeah, like I just was bored watching it. Maybe because um, what is it, Sheffley and Cantley uh, won it from day one on. You know, they never lost. So yeah, if it if it was more of like the top twenty players are all playing together against each other, I think it'd be a lot more entertaining. But it's not. It's a lot of kind of nobody really heard of a couple powerhouse teams, and they kind of normally run away with it. Like kind of what happened. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, second place wasn't too far behind at, you know, only two strokes, you know, behind them. Burns and Herschel was second place. And then, um, you know, third place was five strokes out of the lead, Redmond and Ryder. Um, then there was a tie for fourth between five different teams, teams that were all six strokes out. So, well, you know, it... Like I said, with them just kind of pulling away, I tried to tune in, you know, after day one. And, like, day one was interesting because, you know, anyone had a shot. Day two, I turned in, and they just kind of, you know, was playing the best, you know, out of any of the teams. So it was just kind of like by Friday afternoon, before they even started on Saturday, I'm like, yep, they basically won it. You know, it's this is over already. Yeah. Um, I picked, my pick was Max Homa and Taylor Goose. You see if they placed in the top twenty. I want to say they did, but they were struggling kind of day three. Let's see. Um, then it was also cool to see there was a father son in there that played pretty well. Um, that was kind of a big storyline of that event. So that was cool to see. Who would who would you say it was again? Max Homa. And Max Homa. Max Homa and Gooch. Hmm. Oh, right there. They got tw- they tied for twenty first. Okay, yeah, I didn't even think they made it in the top twenty, but no, they were just outside. There was a big group to hit tied. I did twenty first. Yeah, nothing too crazy with that tournament. Yeah, I think I took Morkawi and um, Hovland, and to be top 20, and they were 29th, and, uh. Yeah, they were kind of the biggest disappointment, in my opinion. Yeah, I, you know, my winner was, um, Palmer and Scheffler, which they tied for 18th, so, you know, Scotty's been one of the hottest golfers around, so I was hoping he could kind of carry this Palmer guy, which is Palmer, a guy always gets teamed up with the number one, has won the tournament like the last three years. So I was kind of banking on that little strategy, but that didn't pay out. No. So now we got this week is 
the Mexican Open. I don't even know how to say it. I don't even want to try. It's two V words. It's where they're playing at. I know the purse is set at $7.3 million, But, like, we were just running through the list before we got on here. And, again, not a ton of guys are, like, big-name guys are playing in this. Like, doing my picks even, and I go to a few different websites, it's to read, but everyone's, like, kind of just basically throwing darts at the wall. So, that's kind of, I don't even think I followed all of them. I kind of took my own for this week. Um, about the only one I did is my winner, just because I don't feel comfortable anyone. I mean, you said you're taking Rom. Yeah. Um, I mean, if for betting purposes, there's really not a, I think there's not a point to even try him. I'd rather gamble a few dollars here and there and some of the other people just because the odds are so crazy different for the winner. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, there's only like, I think there's only like three or four top 20 guys who play this. Maybe even like two. Yeah. I think maybe even one, I think. John might be the only top 20 guy. Yeah. I, that very well could be because, you know, he's at, like, plus 350, and the next closest are three guys, this Cameron Triangle, Gary Wood, and Kevin Na. Uh, they're all plus 2,000. So, you know, I'm taking Gary Woodland, and um, he last time he played, he played all right. I think he, he – I want to say he was just outside the top 20. Yeah. Last time he played, and I can't remember what tournament it was. Now I was looking earlier, um, um, but there was a, like, I think it was a smaller tournament. I think there was like probably ten or fifteen in you know top twenty players. You know, there's like ten top ten twenty players. You know that was in it. So to be close to the top twenty, um, I figure that's pretty good. So I'm hoping with no names, he has another good round. And yeah, so. uh, fun fact, kind of a fun fact. So it's about John Ron because he's kind of the only one, only one playing. I kind of just found this out today is he actually played weaker lost iron than pretty much everybody else, which is kind of crazy because all these tour players are already playing like the tour iron, which are like the blade basically they're super hard to hit, they're super weak lofted, and it just makes it they're they're so consistent it just makes it controllable, more controllable, and he. He actually weakens his loss because he has such a bowed wrist, which basically means he shuts the face down and impacts and his dynamic losses, pretty much changing his plus like a seven iron to a five iron form. So he actually plays with Peter Loss. Same with Dustin Johnson, him and Dustin Johnson are kind of both the same. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that is. So do you have any top tens or anything like that you're taking this week? Yeah, so I have two top twenties. And, you know, I'm kind of just going basic this week just because, like you said, there's not really many names I know. And a couple that I do know that's been playing okay that should get the top 20 here, Cameron Champ and Brendan Todd. And both of their odds are probably, I mean, I can look, they're probably, like, minus odds. Yeah. Or plus 225, plus 240 for top 20. But those both are two young guys who are playing well that can – Definitely squeeze in the top 20 with plus, those plus of odds. You might as well take it. So those are kind of two, two that I'm looking at for top 20. Yeah. So one that I'm looking at for a top 10 is, I believe he is local to the course, uh, Sebastian Mun- Munoz, I think is how you say his last name, plus 300 for a top 10. And my only other top 10 is Charles Howell the third. Um, just... 
he was one that's popping up a few times. So I'm like, all right, if a couple different people are taking him for top 10, then, you know, worth a shot. So I took him there. That's plus 500 for him. And then my top 20, I only got three guys that I'm taking for top 20. Um, Digula, Lahar, and Brian Stur, Stur, I don't even know how. Sturda? Or Sturd, maybe? S-T-U-A-R-D. So these are plus 300, and Brian is plus 400 for top 20, so. than what I'm taking on these, but like I said, this week is just, this is like throwing darts at the wall this week, so I kind of took a little bit smaller than maybe hopefully it'll be a little bit safer when they pan out, Um, but definitely be watching, see how they're doing. Basically, I watch the first day or two, I'll try to watch them, watch how they're doing, and then if they're not even having a shot, I just basically turn it off. Well, actually, I don't know if you have any top five. Nope, I didn't take anyone top five. Okay. So I so I'm like taking two top fives, but I'm also gonna throw like I also have both of them as my two winners. Two top five, two winners at the same size. I'm going with Aaron Wise. He's plus six fifty for a top five and plus three thousand for winner. He's kind of a younger guy who he's been playing pretty solid this year. And I mean he's like he's predicted top ten, so I think he could get the job done. And then, obviously, John Rahm, plus 190 for a top – or plus 100 for a top five, and then plus 350 for a winner. I mean, I just don't see how he doesn't win. And, I mean, he is I, he's number two player still in the world right now. So, he's kind of been struggling, but this is kind of his event to win, and I think he'll get it done. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I could see that. I hope – like, Rom has to have a bounce back, I feel like, at some point. Like, I just don't he, – he can't be go from the number one golfer and just fall off, you know. He's He's got to have a bounce back at some point. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's I – mean, this is a perfect tournament where he gets to prove that he is the clear top five guy that could easily win this event by three or four strokes. And, and I think he kind of needs it going into the PGA Championship here in a few weeks. So – Really look for him to come out strong. I mean, a couple of prop bets that you could probably look for is, I mean, I don't really know. Let's see if I can find any. Normally there's like, 
what the winning margin is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's like for four strokes or more, it's plus three fifty, and like I easily see it being a four stroke, two to two to four stroke, um, victory for Rom. Normally they have, I can't see. It. Normally they have like what the total score will be, and normally it's around like oh, will it be over under thirteen or fourteen under? Yeah. Um. I don't really, I don't see that. But no, and it, be, being think, a smaller tournament, they may not do all the prop bets. Yeah, if you could find that one, though, I'd go with over the amount. I think I think John Rahm's going to win it with like 1,800 or something crazy. I mean, for your sake, I hope so, but for my sake, I hope this, uh, Gary Woodland does it. Yeah, like you said at the beginning, we've been wrong quite a bit, and these smaller tournaments are a lot harder to be right on than be right on and wrong so yeah well i think that's all i'll probably do um like a little social media post of our picks and just listing them and then uh, uh we'll get this up tonight so that way people can listen to it and we'll start doing these call in on wednesdays and do our golf picks yeah so. cool all right well peace out we'll see you